Hello and welcome to the official podcast of Palate Exposure, featuring Alona Thompson, a podcast for those seeking the ultimate in wine, food, and travel. Each week, she interviews winemakers, chefs, celebrities, and a variety of guests that shape the way we enjoy life. Ready, and so we we started providing funding to the oncology centers themselves, and let them they have the relationship with the patients directly. And rather than us saying that we wanted to have a, you know, the patient to fill out a form and how much income they have and would they qualify for NBCA funding um, and wait a period of time, we decided we would flip the, the script and provide funding to the oncology centers themselves to distribute at the moment that the funds are needed by the cancer patient. And at the beginning, it seemed a little odd to be you know, having cash <laughs> available at, at the oncology um, centers, but it's turned out in the you know, five or six years that we've been you know, ramping up this, this program that every oncology center we've, we've worked with, and now we have about eight or nine in our North Bay area, Invariably, there's patients every month, every week, that arrive that need some kind of financial assistance. And what we decided was we're not going to put um, parameters on exactly how much money the patient should get um, and or how often, and that there's there shouldn't be any applications it needs to be funding at the on demand and so this has turned out you know to be i think by far our most successful and rewarding programs for for me personally because these these people um you know they're reeling from a cancer diagnosis to begin with um and you know if you've got to drive from from Fort Bragg to Ukiah for for radiation for um, you know what, whatever the, the the cancer is um, you know let's we had a patient that was colon cancer and just getting in a car and driving is just brutal but they have to do it three days a week for three weeks in a row for for treatment um, we wanted to be there for those kinds of, of people so that they could allow the treatment to continue. Because if you stop your treatment because you can't afford to get there, that's just, you know, that's un, just uncalled for in our, in our world today. So we've been raising money on the, on the premise that we can turn this around and give it directly to cancer patients in, in need um, in our local community and we have such a small infrastructure at, at NBCA, it's, it's really pretty accurate that almost all the money that we get in just goes straight to cancer patients, um, one way or, or another. Along the way, we've, we have a variety of other programs that we've, that we've done, but in, you know, we're celebrating our 15th year this year. I haven't been around since for, for all 15. Um, but for for most of it, and we've put you know almost nine hundred thousand dollars back into the community 
um, in one way or, or another. So there's money that's come into us that's gone you know, back out either in programs um, or in pilot programs. We've set up a number of which that then have been adopted, um, particularly by um, St. Joseph Health. And so we've allowed things to, to be created for cancer patients, even outside of just the financial assistance. You know, we've had a number of individuals come to us say that you know, this yoga and sound healing program could be very effective for, for my patients, but the company doesn't want to pay to or take the risk to start a, a program like this. So NBCA fronted the um, funds to set up a pilot program like that. Um, and after six months of being successful, well then St. Joseph has taken it over and now they operate that, that program. A little different in the COVID world at, at the moment. Um, but we've had a number of programs, um, the Sonoma County Cancer Risk Assessment Project was our first program back in 2005, SCRAPI is the acronym. And that was a program where you know, we saw more than 5,000 women who came in for their mammograms over a period of years and we gave them free cancer risk assessments. It was a genetic um, risk assessment. And you know, having uh, the knowledge uh, as a woman that you have a much less likelihood <laughs> of, of getting cancer um, gives you a whole lot of uh, relief. And for other uh, women who are indicated, maybe you need to do some further investigating because genetics are pointing you in a different direction. Well, that got them ahead of the curve. And you know, so that was about 5,000 patients that, that we saw before St. Joseph Health adopted that program them, themselves. So NBCA has tried to be relevant. We've tried to be, um, you know, providing the community not there. I mean, what's what's missing? Um, and certainly, when it comes to care and diagnosis, you know, that's that's not our that's not something that we can even researching for a cure. That's that's not something that we're where our skill set is. Um, but we can try and be relevant in our community. And if there are individuals who have, have had cancer, who've, who've been helped, they can see the value of what NBCA does and we'd love to get their, their donations for people who need help. Um, you know, it's out there and, and it's available through their oncology centers. And that's not to say that we don't get people reaching out to us directly uh, because they do. And that gives me an opportunity to interface with individuals and just see the, you know, sometimes the dire place that they end, that you know, they end up because there's no one else to to turn to, and so it it makes it that much more rewarding when we can find those people and help them. Yeah, the 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 large healthcare providers, you know, they've got their hands full doing everything that, that they do to, to, to save lives. Um, 
and but that doesn't mean that they have everything covered because there's people there you know their own patients who are falling through the the cracks and it's you know i know that they're you know social workers and people who you know um financial counselors working with the cancer patients to try and get them resources um they just run out of options some oftentimes and so they don't have all the answers but that's where we can come in and we can be a safety net. Um, and we've also tried to do our best to collect enough data on the patients that we are helping so we can have a better understanding of the dynamic of cancer in our, our area. And what, what I'm concerned about, and what we don't quite know enough yet about is that the, the the cancer prevalence in the Latinx community is is an issue. Um, there's a, a cultural issue that really is problematic for having them come forward and addressing a potential cancer diagnosis because from from what we understand, you know, there's a real reluctance to even go so far as to say the word cancer in a group of people because you might infect people by saying the, the word out loud. Um, to the extent where you know, we've seen individuals go through a whole treatment regimen without telling their family at all that they were going, going through this. And so we have a, we have a robust uh, clinic system uh, over here in in the North Bay. There's more than 18 clinics where you know a lot of people go for care, and you know the referrals get made from the clinics to one of the three the big three healthcare providers for for treatment. But I think based on communication, cultural issues, um, and maybe um, an assumption that they wouldn't be able to pay. I'm not really sure that they make it to the other side of that referral and they end up seeing the doctor that they're supposed to see. And, and you know, they may just uh, say, I don't understand what I was told, or this sounds scary, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna avoid it. And I think these people may en end up in the emergency room. So we're, we're, we're trying to do our best to understand the dynamic of really what's going on with cancer across the full spectrum of, of our community and try and address things um, from a more preventative uh, or prevention standpoint if we, can, if we can get there, if we can understand how to, how to do that. So the more people we help, um, I think it informs us on how we can find those other people that we're missing, that we're not identifying and neither as the oncology centers because they they present through the emergency room or in a different uh, different way or maybe not at all and with covid as a you know now uh, all all around us people are even less likely to go outside their homes let alone go into the doctor or into the clinic um because it's you know now that's supposed to be for you know, for, for COVID people, you don't want to, you don't want to mix. Um, so it's a very interesting world that, that, that we live in and we're just trying to do our best every day to help the people that we, we know need the help 
with the money um, at the moment in time when, when they need it. And then also just try and learn what we don't know. Be there for you, even if it's something as simple as saying, you know, here's a few dollars, you know, you're not alone. We understand and we're here for you. It's paramount, isn't it? It really is. People are so, um, I, I do hear that regularly from, from patients and from the healthcare providers that just knowing that someone is there, someone was there for, for them, that they didn't expect to, to be there, um, that really does you know, mean a lot. Um, and it, it reminds me, one of, our, one of the programs that um, you know, I helped set up um, is our strength blanket program. And it's maybe worth just a, a couple of minutes. I went into the um, oncology center um, up at uh, McNeil in St. Helena. And I was visiting with the, um, the doc who runs the, the program up there. And then there's this blanket on her, on her couch with a bunch of words on it. And I said, What's, what do you got over, over here? And so she lifted it up and it was this big soft blanket and it had the word strength written in all capital letters with you know, all these words of empowerment after it. Um, and she said, it's a strength blanket and we give these out to, um, you know, a company gives these to us and we give them to, to cancer patients. And I said, I wanna get in on, on that deal. And so it, it turns out that um, Lee Weinrob is a gal who runs this, her company Mind in Motion out of San Francisco. And it's an apparel company, but they also make these blankets, uh, strength blankets specifically for cancer patients. And so we worked a, um, a, a, an arrangement where, you know, NBCA has lots of strength blankets to, to give out um, to individuals. And I, I tell you what, when you give one of these out to a cancer patient uh, who is just as you described, lonely, um, it's a, a dark place and, you know, maybe not ex expecting much. And, you know, you unroll it and you have them read through the words on the strength blanket. And we've got a short clip on our website about actual cancer patients reading the words on the strength of the strength blanket. Um, it's, it's, it's powerful stuff. And it's a reminder for, for them that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like giving them a, 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 you know, a warm hug. You know, you can, you can just give it to them. It's something that's tangible. Certainly if you're going through chemo, um, it's a cold uh, experience. And, you know, I even had uh, a couple of years ago, on a hot summer day like it is today, leave the oncology center and she had it wrapped, wrapped around her, even though it was, you know, 90 or 100 degrees out. It made her feel so good to have the strength blanket. Um, and so, you know, we, we try and find these opportunities to have an impact on cancer patients um, that maybe is unexpected, that's, that's uplifting. And in time, uh, they, you know, they get healed, um, 
they've got a strength blanket they can give to somebody else. It's kind of the gift that, that keeps on, on giving. Um, and yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm always looking for, for opportunities like that. Um, and there's a lot of creative people, certainly, you know, in our Northern California, you know, very entrepreneurial, creative, um, and that's also the case in philanthropy. And North Bay Cancer Alliance is small enough, and we've had this opportunity come to us before, where individuals have a certain idea in their mind of what of how they want to give to cancer patients whether it's a specific kind of a program that, that they want to start. For example, we have one family who's, uh, whose daughter died from, from breast cancer and she wanted to set up a breast cancer fund uh, in Santa Rosa for in one particular office to fund breast cancer patients. And so she's taken that on. This, um, this woman, Gloria Glickman, who's a, a, a local person, and she had this idea in her mind of like self-directed philanthropy. And so we were able to work with her and get a system set up where her giving goes exactly where she wants it to go. And the opportunity exists out there for anybody who has particular um, ideas in mind because of their family situation, um, parents or children or in honor of, or a specific type of cancer that they want to address that's maybe going on, you know, uh, unaddressed. It, we have complete flexibility to work with philanthropic people to structure programs to have their dollars do exactly what they want to do in the, in the field of, of cancer. And there's no end to the creativity um, and the opportunities that, that are out there. So I really welcome other ideas. We, you know, we have limited resources and we see, you know, a limited part of, of the world. And, you know, NBCA has always been about all cancers and anybody, no matter who you are, we will be there for you. Um, but if people are out there that have certain things in mind, they can come to us and we can help arrange um, a, a program that accomplishes their goals. We welcome absolutely all feedback, like Kent mentioned, you know, creativity and all iterations of where you are. This is really such a communal spirit that permeates, um, that really started with your dad in many ways, that's the origin. And now it's being continued by Kent that really allows all of us this opportunity to contribute um, and I feel enormous gratitude and it's almost you know a necessity again during the scary times that we live in I think we need to discover the best parts of ourselves and each other and this is a conduit to that that you've created well thank you it's my it's it's really my honor you know I've, I've got the the, the, the organization um, is is there and you know we can be the best that, that that we can be and I think a lot of times uh, people who you know most of us know someone with cancer you know there's like one or two degrees of separation or you know someone who knows someone um, and but in, in almost all cases 
there's a sense of powerlessness to help. There's really not, I mean, you can cook a home cooked meal. You can, you can take them to the doctor's appointment. You can do some things, but maybe you can't even do those things. And so there is a sense of, you know, people being powerless to, to help. Um, you can help, you know, through giving to NBCA. Um, and even things that you may not think about, like donating blood. You can help cancer patients by being a blood donor. So that's another way that, that you can help. Um, and we're, we're just proud to, you know, to have an organization like this in, in Santa Rosa. And but we can help patients in Marin, in Napa, in Mendocino, Lake County, as far as up, up as Humboldt County, um, we can have an impact. That's absolutely terrific. Um, there's so much more to discuss and we will do a follow-up show um, because I know I can't get enough of the value that you created, that space where humanity shines and how practical it is. So this is to be continued. And in the spirit of honoring your wonderful father, I'm going to end this broadcast on a humorous note, which is for someone that's self-professed, not a great public speaker, you made the most powerful oratorial case that I think I've ever heard in my life. Wow, well, I've, I, I appreciate that. I've, I've come a long way. <laughs> I think that you're much better than you give yourself credit to. You're an extraordinary spokesperson for this cause, and we're all very grateful to have you. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to the official podcast of Palette Exposure featuring Alona Thompson. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>